15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, giveth thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hey, thanks, guys. Hey, thanks. Thank you so much. Hey, <laughs> I, I thought this was Farhan Akhtar on some compose or something, man. When Kimi comes on, 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 on radio, on radio, he just makes entertainment again and again and again. What a good race, yeah, Kunal. I, I mean, I, I'm out of words. It was one of the best races. So was Kimi. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not as quick as him, I must admit. God damn it. Yes, Hamilton was in a class of his own, controlling the race, controlling the pace. You know how champions do it, like rap a class. Yeah, What's, yeah, up? Yeah. What's up? Yo, my man, how are you? <laughs> Very well. Hey, look at look at Hamilton. He's going all nickel at that. What he does, I'm sorry to use the N-word, but you know what Hamilton does? I mean, he comes in the race overalls, gets over with the race, puts on a cool hat, just bling, he's taking pictures while Nico's frowning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Talking of class. Mm-hmm. I don't know what class Raikkonen was in because he's usually in his own class, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's in own class, you know, he just comes, he, he shows he's faster than Vettel, which I've believed over the last few races and he's My not God. had some luck on his side. Get out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, was Rosberg in his class? Yeah, well, he was out of class. <laughs> well, we're being harsh, but break by wire, not break by wire, doesn't matter. He mm. really needs to dig deep and I think everyone has been saying it. So, we should speak about someone else. Yes. Uh, his answer <laughs> lies in qualifying. We shall get ahead and go to the th- consistency that Formula 1 showed on the social media. Thanks to getting on Twitter, guys. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much. The adverate F1 is a must-follow. Thankfully, they are there now after years of not being there. And they gave us a very, very interesting insight. Yeah, the insight is that Vettel and Hamilton together have won half of the Grand Prix that have taken place since 2007, which includes a lot of Grand Prix won by Massa and, and, and Buttons of the World, etc. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Was it Kubica as well? No, I yeah, don't know. Kubica, yeah, Kubica. Some one single race winner. But that's it's, it's so interesting. The two guys who won most of the races mm-hmm. find themselves in the two fastest cars on the grid. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Vettel, yes. 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 Also, what at the rate F1 said, very interestingly... Mm-hmm. Is that Nico Rosberg is the most consistent driver on the grid this year. How is that? Because he's the only driver who's finished in the exact same position he started the races in. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a little painful. But I must tell, nobody is feeling the pain more than Vettel because Vettel knew the car was good. The car was easier on tyres, but he was not very Vettel-like, you know, making mistakes, uh, damaging front wing, a little bit off. Yeah, a little bit off and uh, to me... The Ferrari front wing mount needs to be much stronger. I mean, he barely had the sort of an off on that curb in Bahrain. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it just suddenly was hanging. But nevertheless, he couldn't pass Botas. What do you think? Which is a little bit of a surprise because I know there's a Mercedes engine, but you know, Ferrari is really good aerodynamically. They come out of the corners really fast. So this is a little off day for Vettel, if I may call it. On day for Kimi Raikkonen. But I'm feeling very bad. He got out of the podium, no champagne. I mean, <laughs> at least he could have had an ice cream. Yeah, you know. <laughs> 
Now that is why you and I are on the Inside Line F1 podcast. You know, every single person on social media, including Ted Kravitz on his notebook said, Kimi got onto the podium when there is no champagne. But hey, guess what? They could have served ice cream. Only you can come up with that. <laughs> all right, all right. Kimi Raikkonen on the podium, yes. Hamilton has been switching helmets. Now he's been using uh, Arai helmets for the last 20 years and now he's suddenly switching to another one and that is called? Bell, I think. And you know, I'm very interested to know mm-hmm. if he tested Bell in the practice sessions before <laughs> finally deciding on Arai. <laughs> I have a great solution for Hamilton. If you're going to switch helmets, do it during the race, during the pit stops and, and call your Arai helmets as the primes and call your <laughs> Bell helmets as the options. And you know, knowing the pace that Mercedes has, I think he will have that kind of buffer to make the helmet change as well and guess what if you remember he actually did a steering wheel change as well this was some 2-3 years back in yes. the Indian Grand Prix yes, you know what I'm playing your role Yay. on the Inside Line F1 podcast I'm getting a feeling the RI helmet is going to start bending after 17 laps when Hamilton starts locking up anyway uh, artificial F1 everybody's excited about the sparks but somebody, some people are saying it's just too much it's been created artificially I like it I love it mm. how, how does it happen well, they have put titanium skid blocks mm-hmm. under the car. Mm-hmm. Okay. Up until last year, they were metal blocks and mm-hmm. then metal was far harder at some point of time. True. Okay. And a listener on social media actually tells us, I can't remember his name, Alexis, I think. He actually explained that the titanium skid blocks mm-hmm. aren't just added for the sparks. Okay. They're also added because the earlier metal used was in some ways getting laid on the curbs oh and was ca- causing punctures as well. So that's some insight that you and I also got uh, this weekend. Oh, that's really good. I mean, whatever the reason is, we really love them. They look spectacular. Yeah, especially under the lights. But you know what, Rishi? Mm-hmm. Talking of artificial Formula 1, this is the only artificial part of Formula 1 mm-hmm. which I absolutely approve of. Yes, uh, so far you've been very gaga about how you dislike DRS. <laughs> <laughs> and as a racer inside you is absolutely hurt by DRS. Somewhere I like it, but it should be a little more limited than it is already. But you know what? Talking of artificial Formula 1, and given that we are in this era where we suddenly want everything to tailor to a good race. I know, manufacture racing. <laughs> Bernie Ecclestone is very capable, mm-hmm. if he hears our podcast, to go and put track warmers in the next race onwards. <laughs> so that Mercedes will actually have a... Sustained, Yeah, they'll go slower and they'll have a sustained fight from Ferrari for every single race this season. (laughs) I know, he really wants, he must be desperate. Yeah, he wanted sprinklers and the opposite of sprinklers could well be putting uh, track warmers. Okay, now that you bring up this point and I think Burry's got to do something with this. Pirelli has suddenly come up and said we're getting our softest tyres for the next four races. Softest tyres means higher rate of degradation. Softest tyres means more racing, strategy, splits. Somebody takes care of the tyres better, somebody's not so good, which means... Mercedes and Ferrari come in closer and very crucial at this point where Ferrari is planning engine upgrades for more horsepower. Yes, you know, Rashid, something seems very fishy to me in this. And this is again only my view. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you're going to subscribe to it. I know a lot of our listeners may not. Mm-hmm. What is to say or who is to rather disagree mm-hmm. that Bernie Ecclestone would have probably made the call mm-hmm. to Mercedes mm-hmm. and said, guys, you know, in this entire issue of you guys making the sport boring, mm-hmm. you guys are done a great job. But hey, I pay you a certain millions of dollars every year to go racing. Mm -hmm. And I would request you to go half a second slower so that you all win. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't look very convincing and Ferrari gets a chance to fight with you guys. But hey, you guys can win. And you know, when Bernie makes a request, like he made a request to us last year Mm -hmm. to give the Russian Grand Prix the award. 
you know it's not just a request it's an order so maybe it's that i don't know <laughs> i know i know you know sometimes it just looks fishy when when hamilton is just slowing down purposefully letting rosberg fall in the clutches of vettel or raikkonen ah uh, i also understand that this and, and you know if you see the pre-season testing ferrari was all over the place yes they were decently quick but mm-hmm. not so quick that suddenly mercedes feels threatened okay Something seems fishy. I don't know what it is. I don't like fish anyway. I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> All right. Coming to somebody who likes fish, tuna, uh, beef, and everything more that a caveman eats. Jensen Button Ras did not race in 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 Bahrain 2015. So there wasn't a full grid, a uh, full 20 car grid. Yeah, there's been only one race this season where we had a 20 car grid. I believe it was Malaysia. Yes, was it? Yeah, exactly. And uh, in terms of Jensen Button, you know, I can tell you why he didn't race, or rather. Binoy one of our listeners mm-hmm. actually told us why he wasn't in the race so he had a special deal with twitter <laughs> where he would not race but he would tweet during the race and that's what he did and one of our listeners mithila turned around and said well uh, f1 on tv is not as entertaining as f1 on twitter and jensen was supporting <laughs> the cause so coming up next nazamazam we love saying it. I'll say Felipe versus Felipe. Yeah, I'll, Felipe I'll confuse it even more. Felipe, yes, Felipe Nasa versus Felipe Massa. It was so close. The two Brazilians going tire to tire, wheel to wheel, head to head. And they were really close. So uh, the commentator suddenly decided to call Felipe Nasa as Fred. So Fred did make some great gutsy moves out there. <laughs> <laughs> he made awesome moves. You know, we've heard Nico Rosberg complain, hey, if I get too close, I eat up my tires. But Felipe Nasa. Mm-hmm. Or Massa Jr. as I call him, <laughs> actually made so many moves. I mean, he and Verstappen uh-huh. should be given long-term contracts just for the entertainment they provide by overtaking. Max Verstappen actually gave some entertainment on radio. He came on radio and said, well, I can barely move the steering wheel and still I'm oversteering. How's that even possible? <laughs> Welcome to the world of F1. Yeah, Max. you know, where, where Mercedes' brake by wire was actually brake by haywire in Bahrain. <laughs> <laughs> you know that Mercedes was not the only one who had a, 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 a brake issue. Was it? Yeah, there was one more. Which one? The Star Sports team. They did not take a break <laughs> through the race. They applaud. Had... <laughs> applaud. <laughs> now I'm watching. I say, I, I want to go take a league, take a break, guys. <laughs> and Bahrain was so interesting that you can't even plan a pee break. I mean, usually you'd know, listen, if I'd go pee and come back. I'm about 21 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, welcome back to Massa. Massa has been driving, driving well, you know, like in 2008 where he almost won. But his luck has been riding the wrong car. Well, his luck is as well as 2008 as well. Yes, he didn't okay. win. But you know, Rishi, I would love a job, uh, you know, like Felipe Massa, you know, where you're your best for once every seven years. <laughs> and you still get paid millions of dollars for it and you get to drive a really quick car. Woohoo! Okay, reminding me of quick cars. I'm going to come to Renault. Renault are quick and they are very, very statically correct. Really? Yeah. Why because they decide to blow up like just at the line. Yeah, like Formula 1 efficiency at its best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at the good old days when you had one engine per race and, and look who's having it. The Ricciardo is doing, he, ha- he, like one of our listeners, Williams Forever, lovely lovely tweet handle or mm-hmm. lovely Twitter handle, mm-hmm. said that Ricciardo brought his own fireworks to Bahrain. I was serving some barbecue <laughs> just at the finish line. I mean, that was a little <laughs> dramatic for no reason. But can you imagine Red Bull's plight? Mm-hmm. Like double points finish, which mm-hmm. is good for them, mm-hmm. but they were barely spoken about in the race. Massive, massive troubles for a brand built absolutely on marketing efforts. We're talking about not talking good about people. Talking about bad publicity, Maldonado is coming up with something new. Something new in the market. He has a new penalty to his list, which is the wrong grid spot. I mean, he was confused. I think this was because Massa was moved into the pits and stuff. You know what, Rishi? Hmm. 
through junior racing that even I've done, or rather the racing I've done, which is junior racing for Maldonado, <laughs> the first thing you learn is lining up on your actual grid spot. But you know, it's not unlike Maldonado to take a penalty for any possible reason. You know, he does everything that you don't need to know about being in Formula One. <laughs> but could Ferrari have won? The big question still remains. Yes, there are graphs being plotted and 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 so many reports being written on how Ferrari kept Kimi a lap or two too conservatively outside. Do you think you believe in that? Because James Allison turned around and said, well, we have machines that are really, really expensive to figure this out. You know what? Um, I'm going to say a few things which are very crucial to... Yeah, well, I hope not to bore people. Mm -hmm. First thing when people say or when racers say that, you know, if only the race was a couple of laps longer. Well, Mm -hmm. that's always the excuse that every Formula 1 driver makes or any driver in motorsport. Mm -hmm. Personally, I do believe Ferrari could have done better with Kimi's strategy. A lap here or a lap there Mm -hmm. would have possibly had him closer. Mm -hmm. He could have won knowing that Lewis had his problem. I mean, Mm -hmm. had he been closer to Lewis, he would have been able to pounce and take victory. Mm -hmm. But he wouldn't have been able to win on merit. Because I think Mercedes had some pace in them, which they could have unlocked had Kimi come charging. Also, uh, you know, I believe if Rosberg had not had the BBW issue, I think he had something left in his stars to defend against Kimi. He timed himself very well. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was having this chat with Mithila, who I was watching the race with. Mm -hmm. And... She turned around and said, uh, you know, what will Rosberg do? I said, you know, that's what he does. He's waiting for Kimi to come. He's waiting for Kimi to come. Till then, he's pacing himself. And mm-hmm. then he'll unlock the potential of his tyres mm-hmm. the minute he knows Kimi's going to attack. And in today's day and age, the attack is not a tenth away. It's a second away till you get into DRS zone. Yeah, absolutely correct. But this, you know, actually reminded me of the good old days when, you know, Michael could just undercut people with Ross Brown and John Todd plotting something. Yeah, they were brilliant <laughs> at the undercut. I know, they? I like, know. Absolutely. They just came in, they knew they were quicker, they took the faster tyre, made up those two to one half seconds and boom, you know, he was suddenly ahead of Rosberg and Mercedes seemed clueless about it. <laughs> but but the good thing is Rosberg could overtake the Ferrari every single time, which just showed that when Mercedes was quick, they were quick. Absolutely. And the one thing I loved about Bahrain was that Rosberg in somewhere messed up Lewis's strategy because mm-hmm. Vettel got closer to him mm-hmm. and Vettel in some way messed up Raikkonen's strategy because Raikkonen got too close to him. <laughs> you know, and okay, again, very technical, but you know, the purists of the sport would somewhere understand this. But, but this is a good thing, you know, that Ferrari is developing and quick and, and, and the token system is working for them because in Canada, they're getting a lot of power and with the whole tyre saga working for them, this could be good for F1. Obviously, I mean, the token system, I don't understand. Mm. I don't even want to know. But Ferrari being competitive always does well for the sport. Can you imagine? Mm. We've spoken 15 minutes and we haven't spoken a single negative thing about the business of Formula 1. Usually when the sport is doing bad, that's what you and I talk about. We don't even talk about grid girls. Well, that's another thing. Oh, yeah. I kind of missed them. <laughs> but one person we should talk about. Yes. Fernando Alonso. Oh, where's he disappeared? From the blog as well. <laughs> That is hilarious. <laughs> Can you imagine? He didn't even make the 15-minute cut of the Inside Line F1 podcast. <laughs> Forget 107%. <laughs> well, uh, Mika Hakkinen has gone ahead and said that Alonso has taken a very massive task ahead of him. And it could take years before he would win the championship. That's absolutely true. And Alonso actually came up with his own analogy. Yeah, he. I remember pre-season, he said, listen, we are five seconds off the pace. Mm. Which means if we make up a second every race, mm. we'll be on the pace by Spain. Mm. And guess what? He's actually made up three to four seconds in the first four Grand Prix. after being absent for one of them. Yeah, actually. And, you know, giving it to somebody called Kevin Magnussen. For okay. a lap or two. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you never know if uh, if what he's wishing for is going to come true. He might just well be closer to the pace in Spain and we'd love that. 
but you know what alonso is is messing with the media he got somebody sacked in spain yeah you and i got to be very very cautious he'll sack us from our own podcast where we make no money <laughs> Okay, the 2015 F1 game. If you're a game F1 game enthusiast like I am, the album cover is launched, but Kunal doesn't like it. Yes, you know, I think it's fake, Rishi. Why? Because Ricciardo's face out there hmm. is straight. He's not even smiling. I oh, mean, that is a fake. Be careful before you purchase it. <laughs> you make sure that Ricciardo's. <laughs> 440 watt smile is visible on the album cover guys also in the 2015 regulations his braces are off so <laughs> no sparks for you for extra metal this is the metal we provide on f1 here on the inside line f1 podcast kunal shah and rishi kapoor take a bow we'll be meeting you quite often till the next grand prix since we have a three week break if i'm not wrong so until next weekend you have a great 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 time wherever you are keep listening to the inside line f1 podcast because we're everywhere everywhere in the air